Well, sometimes, no matter how hard you plan, dry your hair, get on the prices right, bicycle into jumping, uh, things happen. And it can all change as quickly as a remote-controlled car can hit you or the flower can come out of the hairdryer. But today we're looking at the Christmas story, and Mary and Joseph had a plan A. They were engaged to be married. Check. Uh, they were going to have a big wedding day in Nazareth. Check. They had celebration to be had by both sides for weddings in that day and age went on for about a week. Check. And they wanted kids a few years down the road. Check. But in our passage in Matthew 2.18, Mary finds herself to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her fiancé, Joseph, he was going to divorce her quietly. I got to, sorry, it's, I know it's Sunday and you shouldn't murder, but I tried to give him a chance and scoot him off. But her fiancé, Joseph, was going to divorce her quietly because he could have had her stoned to death, but he, he loved her and he was going to divorce her quietly. And, and here we have an angel that appears to him in a dream to give him the facts. says, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And just as Mary was told in Luke 1.30, do not be afraid, Mary, you have been found with favor with God and behold you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus and he will be great and will be called the son of the most high and Mary continued in Luke 134 how can this be I'm a virgin and the angel reminded her in Luke 137 for nothing is impossible with God and notice Mary's response in Luke 1.38. I am the Lord's servant. Let it be according to your word. There was a change of plans for Mary's life. And this was a big change of plans for Mary's future. All of us like to have some kind of plan for life. Some people have more details in their plans. But we can see from the Christmas story that God can come up and change our plans. He can be a God of surprises. Surprising that God didn't bring Joseph into the loop a little earlier. Maybe talk to Mary and Joseph at the same time about the baby together. Instead of letting him struggle for a few days about whose baby is it. And why would a census be going on, God, that would force Joseph to take Mary on a road trip? And why would there be no hotel rooms available in Bethlehem? Couldn't have God planned better? Mary may have been surprised by God's plan, but she still put God's plan B above her own plan A. There is a quote by Robert Burns who wrote this in 1785. The best laid plans of mice and men often go awire. Burns was plowing a field when he turned over a, a nest of mice, destroying everything the mice had done to prepare their, their nest and their, and their supplies for winter to survive a harsh winter. But Burns is kind of apologizing to the mice, comparing mice 
to men and women who think their buildings and their structures, that their careers and their finances and their sense of security are indestructible. Then suddenly, swoosh, an act of nature, a tornado, a flood or a fire, an economical disaster, you're fired or your 401k crashes, medical crises, a surgery, a disease or an illness, everything gets toppled. And we are being reminded how quickly our plan A can go swish and be changed. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Solomon tells us how to handle the unexpected when it comes our way. He says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Solomon says when your plan A goes up in smoke, trust in God to direct your plan B, which may have been God's plan from the beginning. So what do you do when life says there's been a change of plan? You won't have the advantage like Mary and Joseph of an angel coming down to announce it, though it would be nice to have an angel letting us know that God was changing our plan A. So many times it's someone or something else that changes our plan and we feel out of control. For example, you were expecting to work at the same job until you retired. Suddenly, you had to find another way to provide for your family. Or you were expecting to spend your Christmas with your family and suddenly there's relational blow-ups. Doesn't the phrase... There has been a change of plans just make your t- stomach turn over, like when you hear it at an airport. Because we like being in control, and this phrase reminds us that a lot of things are out of our control. And what we need to realize is that change of plans from what we want may be moving us to God's plan for us. Did you hear me? What the change of plans might be is God moving us to His plans for us. And I want to challenge you this Christmas season, no matter what happens, no matter what gift you may not get, or what people you may have to gather with you don't like, with lousy meals, don't let your change of plans make you miss God's purpose. See, Mary was planning a wedding, and while she was planning a wedding, God was planning to save a world. And that change of plans, of no wedding registry to set up, now Mary was setting up a baby registry because there had been a change of plans. It's not that Mary didn't want a baby, she just did not want a baby yet. It was out of order. What do you do? When life makes an announcement and shows up with a change of plan or interruptions, you have to notice how many times God doesn't check your calendar. See, our first year of marriage, we uh, got married in August, and we were planning on a wonderful first Christmas together in our student housing at Moorhead State University. Well, in September, my grandfather died, and then... In December, right as I finished my last finals, my grandmother went into the 
went into the hospital with a heart attack, leaving 25 horses and 30 bird dogs uncared for on their farm. So my wife got the wonderful opportunity of spending our 30-day Christmas break caring for 25 horses and 30 dogs at my grandparents' farm. Not what we planned. Not romantic when you come back and find dog poop on the, on the uh, pillow of your bed. So what kind can we learn from the Christmas story? Plan for interruptions. Plan for interruptions. You ask, how can you plan for interruptions since interruptions aren't a plan? They're not in your plan A. It's called margin. It's leaving time in your day, time in your week to handle the changes that happen. It's having margin. It's having money in your savings account. Money put back for a rainy day so that when those unexpected events, job changes and medical expenses occur, you aren't just living on the edge. You're able to handle that change. Plan for interruptions by being flexible. That you aren't so set in your ways or patterns that you can't change. Notice Mary's reaction. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Mary is saying, I wasn't planning on this, but there has to be a purpose in this. Did you know that some of the greatest invitations in our lives come from interruptions? Did you hear me? Some of the greatest invitations in our lives come in the form of interruptions. See, when you get one of those moments, one of those special moments, one of those spontaneous times that interrupt your plan, but it can be worth the interruption. See, it was God's plan all along. It interrupted your agenda, but it may have been on God's agenda all along, like it was for Mary to have Jesus. See, I remember 30 years ago, I was looking to move to a different church, and I was interviewing two churches in Kentucky and one in Indiana at the same time. My plan was to move closer to Georgetown, Kentucky, and mom and dad. Well, I was asked if I would come to this church just to humor the area minister and to use it as a practice interview session with the pulpit committee here. And the rest is history. But if you plan for interruptions, what you find out is they're invitations. And this has been one of the best 30 years of my life with this church and you people. So plan for interruptions this Christmas. But Mary also would tell you, Plan for inconveniences. Not only plan to find out, she not only planned to find out that she was pregnant, she finds out she's divinely pregnant. She's uh, inexplainably pregnant to everyone else. It's the Holy Spirit. Mary's got to run to see her cousin Elizabeth to get out the game plan of why I'm pregnant. See, not only that kind of interruption comes as an inconvenience, but it also comes with other inconveniences. Because here, Mary would have to take the child because of the census to a town a long way away and give birth to the child in a feed trough. 
See, Mary's message may be planned for inconveniences. And think all about all the inconveniences you think and face this Christmas. Yeah, we all send out your Christmas cards. I love your family Christmas cards that you send. Pictures of you with the kid. Man, go on Facebook. Everybody looks so perfect and happy. But if you took a picture of what truly happened, trying to get the kids dressed, trying to get all of them to smile, in our situation, trying to get four families together for a picture with everybody dressed and not everybody crying, life can be messy and not as perfect as Facebook shows it and we all know the backstory of our own pictures we post so this Christmas plan for inconveniences also this Christmas plan for imperfections because if you plan for perfection you're going to be disappointed sometimes our expectations of perfection stop our celebration of progress. I heard the story of a family watching a ball game and this little boy got up to, to bat and he hit a single that he got on base on an error even. And the whole stands on his side erupt in cheering and the coaches giving him five five and and what you didn't know was this was this kid's first time playing baseball and it was his first hit ever. The celebration was about the progress, not the perfection. Why? Because we need to celebrate progress. We need to discover that everything doesn't have to be perfect for us to celebrate Christmas. You may have to spend Christmas around people you don't like, listening to conversations you don't want to hear about the election, and you don't get your favorite dessert. Stop expecting perfection and start celebrating progress. Don't let your imperfections frustrate you. See, we get frustrated and mad with ourselves so many times because we can't quit doing things we know we should. We can't lose weight or exercise. We can't start a daily devotion and prayer time. We can't spend a quiet time without the cell phone or the computer on or watching TV. Where God wants us to say, I didn't wait for you to be perfect before I would send my son. While we're still sinners, Christ died for you and me. He didn't wait for us to be perfect. See, Jesus coming to the earth wasn't an unplanned event. Jesus was planned before the foundation of the world. And God knew from the beginning that we could not get it right. And since he expected our imperfection, so at Christmas he sent perfection down. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. So don't plan for the people in your life to be perfect. To say the right stuff all the time. To give the right gifts and to... When you get that gift you don't like, just sit there and, and smile. Also, we learn from the Christmas story to plan for impossibility. God wants to do things this Christmas in your life that seem impossible. Mary said in Luke 1, 37, How can this be since I'm a virgin? 
And the angel said, no word of God will fail. Sometimes we carry burdens during this season. Loss of loved ones, bad medical report, relational and family breakdowns, career disruptions. What do you do when life changes your plans? What do you do when God doesn't consult you on these changes? When there's a change of plans, I think we need to look for God's purpose in it. Yes, there are some things you can't plan for. Yes, you may never feel the same since you've had that loss. But don't let your plans that didn't happen make you miss God's purpose that is happening at that moment. Did you hear me? Don't let your plans that didn't happen make you miss God's purpose that is happening at that moment. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to grieve when your plan A doesn't work out. But in the midst of the Christmas lights, don't let what you have lost cause you to miss out on what you have left. Did you hear me? Don't let what you lost this Christmas cause you to miss out on what you have left. Realize and appreciate what you have this Christmas season, no matter how imperfect it may be. Yes, kids can be imperfect. Yes, families can be messy. But they're the only family you have. They're the only kids you have. And maybe you have no visions of sugar plums because of all the fighting and sorrow and disappointments. In fact, maybe a better scripture passage for this Christmas might be Jeremiah 29, 11, where he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Notice in this passage words like prosper, not to harm, to give hope, to give a future. See, the context of this passage was for God's people that were following God's, weren't following God's plan and they were sent off into exile, removed from their homeland and into captivity. They weren't going to have a prosperous captivity. They weren't going to have a hopeful captivity. They didn't have much of a future. But the key verse here in Jeremiah is, I know the plans I have for you. In other words, Jeremiah says, you don't have to know the plans God has for you. Only God does. He knows His plans for you. And because the plan has changed doesn't mean God's promises change. Hear me? Because the plan has changed doesn't mean God's promises change. And just because the plan has changed, it doesn't mean God's mind has changed. And just because the change... The plan has changed, it doesn't mean that your destiny has changed. See, just because someone broke your heart, it doesn't mean you won't find love. No, God has a plan for you. Christmas is a cosmic announcement that there has been a change in the plan. He changed all kinds of plans in the Bible. He changed Abram's life when he sent him away from Ur and says, go to a land I will show you. And I'm sure that wasn't Abraham's plan A. And in our lives, God may change our plan A to cause us to step out in a different direction. God knows 
the direction he's taking us. But God also knows we can only handle that trip one step at a time. And God loves to surprise us, to put us in places where we don't trust our plan A, but instead trust God's plan B. See, everything happens like you planned and diagram. If it all happened perfectly, you wouldn't need God. Yes, Mary had a plan A. Joseph had a plan A. But that didn't include the coming of Jesus. Because God had a plan B. And aren't you glad He did? Plan B included a Savior for you and me. See, God doesn't expect perfection out of us. God knows we're imperfect. So at Christmas, He sent perfection. And just because your plan A didn't happen, doesn't mean that your destiny has changed with plan B. When life says there's been a change of plans, don't let your plans make you miss God's purpose. Because just because your plan A doesn't happen doesn't mean you won't find your destiny in plan B. Let us pray. Lord, as we gather here this morning, we thank you for the message of Christmas. We thank you for Joseph and Mary's willingness to follow your plan B for their life. We just pray that we can be people that are willing to f roll with it and learn to flow with it and know that you are the God that knows the plans you have for us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.